the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. They're stacking up that offense. Blocker takes it to the right. Touchdown, your blue darter. Dan Quan Ison with his first touchdown of the night. The first score for anybody. One of the reasons we can throw it pretty good is because we have the running game. Yeah, I don't think this game's ever going to be safe until the last second picks off. The Apopka Blue Darters will win the football game. This is a special Blue Darters Sports Central. Where are they now? The 2012 8A State Football Championship team. And now let's go out to the Mobile Sports Central Studios. Live from Charlie Granger's Hot Dogs, Brisket, and Barbecue in the Victoria Plaza. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Welcome to Blue Darters Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Coming to you live from Charlie Granger's Hot Dogs, Brisket, and Barbecue in the Victoria Plaza in Apopka. we got a very special program for you today. We've got surrounded by Blue Darters, and we're surrounded by champions. It's the Where Are They Now edition where we honor the 2012 Apopka Blue Darters State Championship football team. They're pouring in as we speak. We'll be on the air from 11 to noon, and then we'll all have a great lunch together to reminisce and once keep the celebration going after the show at Charlie Granger's. We'll go ahead and uh, get right into the show. First of all, I want to let you know um, about our sponsors. I you know, want to sh- give a shout-out to our friends at Florida Door Solutions, the original sponsor on 1520 WBZW. They make it all possible on the radio. Get over to see, uh, and you can find them at fladoor.com. Porky's Original Barbecue, Charlie Granger's, and, of course, Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, and BurnFatOrlando.com. We'll go ahead and tell you who we have today representing the 2012 state champions. On the line, calling in actually from South Carolina, is Jevrick Blocker. Hello, Jevrick. Hey, how's it going? Doing good. Thank you for joining us. Of course, he had one of the great years in a Popka Blue Darter football history as a tailback and kick returner and punt returner that season, averaging over eight yards per carry and also being the leading receiver in terms of receptions. We're pleased to be joined by Dazzy Morris, the offensive center. Dazzy, thanks for joining us. No problem. No problem. Billy Coggle is here, who was a sophomore on that team. Billy, great, great to see you. Thanks for coming hey, over. Great to see you, too. Thank you. Thank you. Also, Garrett Speck, who is a senior, and Garrett has just graduated from Johns Hopkins University where he played football. Thank Garrett, you. how are you? Starting middle linebacker. And, of course, Dazzy started for four years as the starting center at Bethune-Cookman College. Dion Lohman is here, who was a senior team leader and defensive end on that team. How you doing? How you doing? Great to see you here. John Perry is here with us as well. John, thank you for coming over. (laughs) (laughs) But you uh, covered it with us, and we're glad that you're joining us as well. And, of course, we've got um, Noah is here as well. Isaac Johnson is here. Well, let's go ahead and get started. And I think, and um, of course, Pete Peckhead is on location with us uh, producing. And, Pete, thank you for that awesome uh, opening that you produced, bringing up the the audio highlights of of that championship season. 
We've got Jevrick calling from South Carolina. First of all, Jevrick, I'd like to have you share with us. And what I'd like to do first is for our audience, bring our audience up to date on what you guys are doing now, especially the seniors, because even though it doesn't seem like it, you guys have already gone through, some of you all are going through college, graduate from college, and all of you senior guys are embarking upon the next stage in your life. So what what are you doing now? Hey, thanks for having me. Um, Right now, I just started a new job at Scanner Corporation. Um, it's an energy company here, Fortune 500 company. Um, I'm in corporate security here. So uh, my plan is to take a year off. I have another year of eligibility. Um, so I'm gaining corporate experience right now. Um, just taking it day by day, learning new things day by day. Um, so my plan is to stay here for one year, then um, maybe go to uh, California or Sterling College to play my last year of eligibility. Um, here, just developing as a player and um, just gaining more smarts in you know the corporate world and the business to you know just gain more ammo on on life. So that's pretty much what I've been up to this summer so far. Well, thanks for bringing us up to date. You know, I followed you, of course, and I did want to share. I neglected to share with our listeners that um, you know, you you. You went to play football at Benedict College. You've actually got your degree. You graduated recently, and you uh, played uh, at Benedict and had an excellent career emerged as a starting uh, running back and slot man for the for Benedict. Let's go over to Dazzy Morris. Dazzy Morris, of course, went to Bethune-Cookman after an outstanding senior year on that championship team. And tell us a little bit about your life after football and what you're doing now. Your life after a pop football and what you're doing now. Uh, like you said, I went to Bethune-Cookman. Um uh, start, was able to start on their football team for four years. Um, that was a great experience being able to play at a high level. Um, I mean, I played against Florida State, Miami. I played against a good, a lot of good teams while I was there. I got a lot of good experience, met a lot of good people. Um, you know, obviously went through the college experience, being able to mature as a man and, um, and uh, learn life goals. I mean, it was definitely a fun experience. One of the um, best things that happened in my life was being able to graduate um, from a four-year university. That was definitely memorable, and um, it was just all you know credited to you know coming from a Popka plan at a Popka High School, knowing hard work because I mean it was just it was went from a Popka plan at a Popka football to going to college. It was like I was staying at the same thing. I was the, the workouts the the, the um, discipline, the the you know people getting after you, the coaches getting after you, staying on your academics at Popka High School, demonstrated that in the utmost way. So it was an easy transition from high school to um, to college. So that was a great experience. And Dazzy Morris, now that you've graduated, what's your next step for you? Um, a while before I graduated, um, from January to just now. Um, May, I was uh, coaching at East Ridge High School um, where I was the offensive line coach. I just now resigned from my position there because I'm taking a graduate assistant position at Fort Valley State University where I'll be getting my um, master's and being able to coach at a college level um, as an offensive line uh, graduate assistant. So that's definitely um, a big step that I've been dreaming about. Um, hard decision because, you know, I had a couple different places I could have went. And also it was a hard decision leaving the high school kids that, that I was growing a connection with. So, uh, I mean, I think I made the right decision, and I just can't wait to see where my coaching career goes from here 
I definitely want to impact lives like I was impacted by my coaches. That's a great point. And now let's go ahead and take that opportunity to give a shout-out to Coach D. Of course, we invited him. He's in Montana. He couldn't be here to join us. But, of course, he was the guy that was the leader of the whole effort and the, the man most responsible uh, for the great success we've had in that successful, wonderful 2012 championship. And now, um, of course, he joined us last time. We were at Charlie Granger's a couple of weeks ago. And hopefully he's out there listening somewhere in Montana. But now let's go to Billy Coggle. Billy, you were a sophomore on the championship team, and actually you were a, emerged as a starter at linebacker, and now you're at the university, as I understand it, at you, Richmond you playing football, correct? Yes, sir, yes, sir. Um, oh, sorry. <clears throat> so just bring us up to date on what you're doing. Uh, right now I'm going to be in my third year at the University of Richmond. Um, uh, just cracked the starting lineup, you know, uh, there at that school, and I'm working on a degree in political science and uh, with a minor in art surprisingly um <laughs> but no other than that i've been i've been life's been good you know we'll come back to billy call a little bit later but now let's go to garrett speck garrett speck was a senior leader on the team middle linebacker 170 pound middle linebacker we'll yeah, talk a little bit more about that <laughs> went up against that 300 pound center in the state championship game oh man but um We'll talk more about that a little bit later. But, Bakir, I know you went on to Johns Hopkins University. I yes, know it, uh, kind of the plan out of school was to maybe play lacrosse there. And But anyway, what, what, tell us about your life since uh, 2012. Yeah, so, you know, I went up to Hopkins. Hopkins is uh, right in the smack in the middle of Baltimore. So that was a pretty unique experience to go from uh, Apopka to uh, living right in the middle of a bustling city. Um, but, yeah, so I went to Hopkins. I uh, got a degree in economics. Um I ended up going 40 and 0 in the regular season. Uh, we never lost in the regular season, but you know, there is a. And you, you, and you played fo- football and still lacrosse at Johns Hopkins, correct? Yeah, I played football. I the plan the plan was I was going to walk on, 40 but and 0. after yeah, 40 and 0. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, the competition that we played doesn't come doesn't come close to what we played against at Apopka, but you know, football is football. Um, but yeah, so you know that was great. But in terms of lacrosse, I planned on walking on, but lacrosse starts at the beginning of January, ends mid June, and then football starts you know the beginning of August and ends late December if you plan on going the whole way, which of course we do. Uh, so I ended up not walking on. The allure of uh, a full college experience kind of took that over. Um, but yeah, I got my degree. Uh, you know, I had a great time. I met a lot of great people, a lot of a lot of high caliber people there. So definitely. In terms, I went to, this is kind of the way I tell people, I went to the right school for education, but in terms of coming from a pop guy, I went to the wrong school for football. <laughs> well, I don't know, you went 14-0. and 0. I mean, you can do a lot worse than that. <laughs> but uh, now, what are you doing now? What, what are you going to, what's your uh, next yeah, step so for have, you? So I have a job up in Baltimore. Uh, it's like a medical startup job out of the hospital, so that's pretty cool. Um, but I'm going to go up there, you know, kind of work my way around, work there for, you know, two years. Uh, possibly get, and then I want to try to work my way into an MBA or, or law program, and then see where life takes me from there. All right. Now we'll just go over to Dion Lohman, a defensive end, team leader on the and a senior on the 2012 state champions. Dion, thank you for being here. Yeah, how you doing? Doing great. Well, he, Pete's got a great voice radio, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> we might have to just uh, kidnap him. Yeah. What what what's um what are you doing now, and you know, what's life been like in the last four years? Well, um, at the moment, I'm um, in the process of working for Orange County and um, working with Parks and Rec in the little, um, Parks and Rec Center that's in my hometown of Zellwood. And um, since high school, you know, just 
you know, just living life and, you know, in the process of going back to school also, too. So, um, Valencia Community College or um, Lake Sumter over there in Lake County. But um, other than that, you know, just... Prospering. Prospering, yeah. Good word. <laughs> and uh, Pastor Doug Banks and Commissioner Doug Banks is here joining us well. Thank you. I'm glad to have you joining us, Pastor. I'd love to have you say a word here. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, it was so, it's so exciting to see these guys sitting here. And, of course, Pastor Banks was the uh, team chaplain in 2011. Yeah, 2011. <laughs> but watching them and watching them become the men that they are, you know, there's three phases of life, learning, doing, and imparting. And I saw them during the learning phase, now they're in their doing phase, and eventually being able to impart. And, you know, really excited about the school, the program, and it's great to see you. Great, great. Now, John Perry's here as well. John, thank you for coming over. Uh, thank you, Roger, for And, you, of course, you helped document, or you did document, uh, this the phenomenal season, which we'll talk about later in our show. But just, I'd love to get an impression from you here quickly. Yeah, I echo the city commissioner's uh, Jeff, statement Jeff just said about, you about hear. these young men and, and their ability to, How about to, now, grow, Jeff? to grow as young men. And so, you know, that that's what it's all about. And, and they'll tell you that it's uh, one of those things where uh, – the, the, the coaches will tell you, yeah, it's about football, and they want to win every time. But uh, anyway, they uh, they were able to 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 do that, and then you know, then they go and uh, they they go off and, and learn something new, and and you know, learn about life, and you know that there's another world out there, maybe even beyond Apopka. Even though those of us who who have lived here most of our lives, uh, we we understand that, but. You know, this is a nice place, and, and we're here. But, uh, you know, there are other things, and, and glad to see that they've learned that and continued on. I mean, you know, uh, I've teased Billy Coggle some about, uh, you know, Richmond and William and & Mary. And, you know, there's an, another, you know, Gavin Johnson up at up at William & Mary, that type of thing. And so some of these things, you know, they carry on. And, and you know, for, for uh, I, I want to mention this because may, may forget it later because of my advanced age. But anyway, I, I, you know, thinking back of you were telling me who was going to be here, what what players, and immediately thought of, of some of what everybody contributed. You know, Dazzy and his his ability to be so consistent with the snap, and Dion, and undersized defensive end, but yet so effective. And then undersized middle linebacker. And here. then the thing that, that <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it reminds me somewhat of the 2001 defense that was so good. You know, no starters over 200 pounds. But but with Garrett, I think of the uh, the interception at Fletcher, and I mean, there's no reason for that play to happen. You know, that was such a, a turning point. You know, there's other turning points in the season that you can think of. that popped in my mind with with Garrett and the interception returning at for a touchdown, third quarter. Uh, Fletcher was feeling they had huge momentum at that point, and he takes right. it for a pick six. And uh, of all people to do that, that would not have been what I would you know a 40 yard return for a touchdown by Garrett Speck would not have been on my list of things that could help a Popka win, but it did that night. And, of course, Jeverick Blocker is joining us on the phone and uh, have numerous memories of him. But what, so speaking of Fletcher, one Absolutely. of them, the most wide-open receiver I've ever seen on a huge play that helped break that game open. I guess I, a 50- or 60-yard touchdown. Yeah, I, I think that's a little, little wheel route that, 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 yeah. that, you know, they were – they were determined they were going to stop the run on Apopka. And, and so Apopka with those for, what, 250 or so that night, Zach did. And, and you know, that, that play started it that night, started the momentum. Apopka had the momentum early. And, uh, you know,
know, and then Garrett's uh, pick six got it back in the third quarter. So, you know, some really good memories seeing these guys. The, the yeah. best part, the best part about Jevrick's play was when he caught the ball. He took off like there was about seven dogs chasing him, and he was <laughs> yeah. wide open. There was nobody even close, but he was running as fast as he could. I, was, I will never forget that. Yeah, I was I was probably twenty yards down from the line of scrimmage, shooting pictures back toward the the uh, the play, and and yeah, it was it was a blue blur in front of me, you know, that as he's going down the down the field. And I always tell Jevrick. Uh, He's got to give Coach D a huge assist on that one because uh, he I, I've never seen a coach dial up a play that got a guy so wide open. Yeah, that that was perfect play for the perfect defense. I mean, for what they had called on defense, and it just you know it it was a kickstart in that game because it was I think maybe on the I don't know if it was on the first or second possession of that game, but uh, it certainly kickstarted a Popkins momentum that that night. Friends, glad you're joining us. You're listening to a special edition of Blue Darter Sports Central. We're coming to you live from Charlie Granger's, and now's a great time to remind you once again, Charlie Granger's will be sponsoring our Popka Blue Darter football broadcast in the fall. Come on up and have lunch with us after the show. We're taking a look at the 2012 Blue Darter State Championship football team. We've got some great memory, uh, members of that team joining us. Jevrick Blocker's on the phone from South Carolina, where he just graduated from Benedict College after having a great career there uh, as a starting running back. And uh, we'd love to have you come up and join us at Charlie Granger's. I do want to let you know before we go back to the guys that our program, we're having limited commercial interruptions today on this uh, special program. But our program is sponsored by Florida Door Solutions, by Porky's, by Charlie Granger's, of course, our host sponsor and sponsors of Apopka Blue Water Football this fall, and by Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, BurnFatOrlando.com. Now let's go back to our panel. It's uh, the guys that are joining us. Dazzy Morris, starting center. Billy Coggle here. Dazzy was a senior leader on that team. Billy was just a sophomore. Uh, Garrett Speck is here. He was a starting middle linebacker and senior leader on the defense. Dion Lohman was a leader on the defense at the defensive end. And um, Jeffrey Blocker is joining us by phone from South Carolina. Of course, he was a record-setting running back and kick returner and punt returner. And we'll start back with Dazzy again. You know, guys, now that it's been four years, you've, you've had quite a bit of life since that time. Can you uh, reflect back and um, what were some of the things that you learned specifically by playing you know, football in, in the Nidia Pop football program that may have helped you over the last four years? Well, the first thing that comes to mind, and I think everybody here that's sitting here would, uh, would agree with me, is discipline. I mean, it's, it, it, it's pretty much what really sets us apart from everybody not saying other schools are not disciplined it's the discipline that we that we uh the standard of discipline that we keep ourselves at and we don't we don't go any any below it we don't we keep it the same no matter if we feel like we have a all-star on our team the coaches at a popcorn are going to discipline him just like he's the worst person on the team if you get what i'm saying he the discipline stays the same it, it never changes and it just sets us apart from everybody because it, if you treat everybody the same and everybody's going to give the same amount on the field so you don't want to treat some people differently and and then that person not going to give the same amount of effort on the field as the next guy or something like that if everybody feels like they're the same standard because like i'm saying we were all young we're still we're still we're still kids in high school i mean we're treated like adults but we're still kids so i think they do a good thing a good job of playing a part in our minds letting us know everybody's equal everybody plays a factor no no matter if you're playing 
30 minutes in the game or if you're playing five minutes in the game, everybody's the same. And we used to really treat everybody the same. I, the same way I love Garrett for making the interception at, Fle- at Fletcher is the same way I love somebody that didn't play. So we, we used to keep – we, we used to keep everybody in the same category, and I just feel like that's all attributed to the discipline that we had through from summer workouts through the whole season, academic discipline, and and just the whole that whole discipline in a, a nutshell is just our is what we just hang our hats on at Apopka. And I, I mean, at the time, you're like you don't nobody wants to be get disciplined, you know what I'm saying? But now looking back, like they would always say, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna look back and say you this is this was important. And that was definitely the best thing I could take from a popka is discipline. Thanks for those great insights, and of course, that's a big part of Coach Darlington's leadership. He's the man, and he doesn't mind, he doesn't mind being having to be the bad guy sometimes. But that's uh, we're looking at the results of it. Now, good, but Billy Coggle. Now, you were just a sophomore, Billy, and, and you're still you're kind of in the middle of your college career. Some of these guys have already completed their college career. But I'll go back to you with the same question. And what, what, what were some of the things that you took from the Apopka football program uh, that, are, that have helped you, um, you know, since you've been out of, out of high school and, and, and your career at Richmond, either academically or, or on the field? Well, uh, discipline is for sure, like, the number one thing that I get out of uh, coming from Apopka. You know, my sophomore year, that 2012 year, was a big year for me as it was a transition year. Uh, me and my family had a uh, – Coach Rollington brought us over. Uh, as you know, my dad was on staff, and he brought us over uh, from Lyman. So that was a big deal for me, you know. Um, coming from a, a program where my dad was teaching discipline, but, you know, it's all about the kids and the people that you have a part of the program to um, really embrace that discipline. And that was the hugest, biggest thing I saw was that when we came to, when I came to Apopka, everybody was treated the same. You know, we were one big family. Everybody knew that uh, their role was important, whether they started or not, and that they, they took, you know, honor and pride in that, and that was huge for me. Um, so, the, I mean, that was a big part of the 12. The thing that I noticed was that everybody at Apopka has a lot of honor and pride and, you know, wearing blue darters across their chest and Apopka across their chest. That it's, it's so important to us that, you know, everybody works so hard to get to where we are that a state championship is an expectation of being a blue darter, that there's nothing less and, you know, nothing more than getting to that game at the end of the year. Let's go to Jevrick Blocker. Hey, Jevrick, kind of forgot about you there since I'm not looking at you, but I'd like to ask you the same question. And you've had, uh, you know, I know from keeping in touch with you, you've had, uh, you know, uh, certainly uh, your share of ups and downs. I mean, you probably had your, more than your share of downs, but you persevered through it and have wound up getting your degree. I mean, you, the program at Benedict, let's face it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't the greatest, you know, uh, especially for a great talent like you, but you just persevered, worked your way through all that, and wound up with a degree and a great corporate job and you still have a year of eligibility left on top of all that but i'll ask you the same question what what uh, about your experience playing football at apopka especially that 2012 year prepared you for the next stage in life which you've just now completed um i would say um definitely the coaching staff and just the school itself um being where i'm from not too many people has the opportunity just to you know saying take advantage of their opportunities opportunities I would say, um, you know, that team, those players, they taught me how to just, you know, never give up, you know, never, um, you know, never set in. We wouldn't let each other fail no matter what, no matter if it's um, on the field or off the field. You know, when everyone's going to class, like, we all stay together and everyone left class at the same time. So I think, like, the, the 2000 State Championship team, they just, you know, they taught me how to be – you know, be more of a man. Taught me how to 
persevere through adversity. I mean, coming where, you know, Apopka, South Apopka, Plymouth, those guys have the best chances of making it in life because, you know, they come from a place where, you know, opportunity is great, but, you know, you just got to get through a lot of adversity. And I think getting through that adversity early prepared me for college. Um, once I got to college, um, it was it was fun. It was business, and um, I enjoyed it all. I enjoyed it all, and um, I think uh, with, you know, Dazzy, Dion, Garrett, you know, we really stayed close to each other. So um, once we left high school, you know, this isn't it. You know, even Trey Henderson, it was like, this isn't it. We, we got to keep going. And I think um, we stayed close throughout college, and being able to, you know, play football on the college level and get the experiences, you know, it's, it's really one heck of an experience. And uh, being able to go, being a student athlete, it's definitely a full-time job, and uh, working on top of that, I mean, you got your work cut out for you. So I think if with the, just working and you know limiting your distractions, I mean, sky's the limit. And I think that's what that's how um, I managed to you know overcome a lot of things and uh, and being humble and uh, being able to um, network as well throughout my college career has. Um, brought me this far you know I just want to say thank you to everyone who helped me along the way as well and and you know my parents um, it's, I mean it's, it's beyond you know it's beyond uh, you know a blessing to you know just be here and just say you know talk about this with you guys because you know you guys made me who I am and and um, it's, it's really just the beginning for myself and, and all the gentlemen sitting in front of you so Apopka I mean being in that locker room before a game, I mean, I'm getting the chills now. You know, we wasn't going to back down. It, this was the team that came to play, that came to practice, that came to wait, that came to the classroom and took care of business. So, I mean, and it wasn't all clean and easy. You know, those first two games, it wasn't all clean and easy. So, we, um, you know, we tied down, came close together. And um, like Coach Petula used to say, you know, the legs feed the wolves. So we just kept on running. And I think we're just going to run it. <laughs> we're just going to keep on running. So, And I'd like to ask you, a, a f- thanks for great insights, Jeffrey Bacher. One more follow-up question for you, it just as this is kind of a personal perspective. You know, obviously broadcasting the games, watching all the games, my image of you was 100% of, of a football player. Um, right. You know, I, I didn't know what kind of student you were. I mean, I, you know, that wasn't really something I even really thought about too much. Was you? Know, but I, you know, I guess your outstanding <laughs> job you did on, on on the field was was what I thought of as the identity for Jeffrey Blocker. So I put you on in, any short list of the greatest football players ever for a popcat. But my point is though. You went up to Benedict. You had to go a long way from home. The football program wasn't very good. You had more than your share of adversity there, multiple coaching staffs, the whole nine yards. Uh, but but you, you excelled academically at Benedict, and that's something that really got my attention about you because, as I said, I saw you as a 100% football player. I didn't know uh, anything about your academic uh, you know, focus or abilities. Can, can you address that? How did playing in the – well, did, um, you know, playing a football at Apopka – and going to school to pop you that help prepare you for the academic side of college. Right. Um, I mean, going to state and four different sports in high school kind of put me on a high a high pedestal. Um, you know, I stayed humble throughout the process. But, you know, once I got to Benedict, I mean, ooh, I mean, we talking about lowest. Matter of fact, Gary Speck, dad, told me one time, you know, sometimes you're going to experience the highest of the highest in college and the lowest of the lowest in college sometimes. And, and I definitely did that. And and I think while I was down at my lowest, um, I was like, you know what, this football thing is 
I'm going to have to hold it off because I see where this football program is going. I mean, it's definitely going to be a great program here soon in the future. But, you know, at the time, my sophomore year, I realized, uh, you know, the whole entire coaching staff got fired, not just one coach. So, um, you know, I was bailing out. I was trying to come to, back to Florida, um, you know, start over there and see how it goes. Um, but another thing Coach Rick Dalton said was, you know, those who stay will be champions. So um, I stayed. Um, I fought. I mean, I cried. I laughed. Um, I mean, I had some great times here. But when God spoke to me and told me that, you know, stay here, focus on school, network, you know, meet new people. This is South Carolina. It, it, no one's going to give you anything, just like anywhere in the world. So I took advantage of um, my education, um, got closer to my teachers, um, started to come to class on time, um, and started to hang around the right people, most definitely. So, I mean, the area that my school's in, I mean, if you don't have a straight head on your shoulder, you're going to sink. So this was one of the things that I, I really took note of, um, just seeing outside, like an out-of-body experience, just seeing myself, picturing myself, who I would want to be if I'm not a football player. And um, I think business really, really um, took took a toll on me. So I, I like it. I mean, I love the, the adversity of it. I love it, um, how the creation of it, the process of it. I mean, it's just like a football game. You got to prepare yourself to win. So um, that definitely uh, helped me out. Um, I ended up graduating cum laude which i was surprised you know i was just working so hard and going to class not keeping up just turning in my assignments not worrying about my grades just you know focusing on school doing my work turning it in and, and look what happens i mean i get a job offer and i graduate cum laude and i'm telling you all my parents are proud of me so you know it was it was a great experience um just you know seeing where where life takes you i mean and me personally I like to start something that I do not know what is going to, I don't want to know the ending of it, but I'm going to work hard and I'm going to find out that ending. And usually that ending is usually going to be like 10 times better than I expected. So um, education was good. I mean, it, you know, it's a, it's a brain, it's a brain buzzer, but <laughs> it's good. No problem. Tremendous wisdom. And thank you for sharing that with us. Jevrick Blocker graduated Kumwade at Benedict College, and he's always got his first job at a college. We're going to take our break, our halfway through the show break. When we come back, we'll talk to the champions. We'll reflect back, and we'll have them reflect and talk about some of the great memories of that 2012 championship season on today's special edition of Blue Darter Sports Central coming to you live from Charlie Granger's. The people are pouring in. Debbie O'Brien is here of our hometown. Great to see Debbie and a lot of other great Blue Darters as well, are as well here, too. And we invite you to come up and have lunch with the champions after the show. But we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back on the program sponsored by Florida Door Solutions, Dr. Patrick St. Germain, and Charlie Granger. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Did you know that your garage door can get the blues? Oh, yeah, it can get down in the dumps, rattling, sticking. Sometimes it'll open for you, sometimes it won't. When your garage door and garage door opener get the blues, it's time to call Florida Repair Replace. They fix, repair, replace, install, create, design, and upgrade garage doors and garage door openers. You know, garage doors don't like the blues, and neither do you. Call Florida Door Solutions at 866-FLA-DOOR or online at FLA-DOOR.com. 
Com. They can upgrade your garage door with the latest state-of-the-art system from LiftMaster with the exclusive gateway accessory. They've got the best products in the business from Clope, Overhead Door, LiftMaster, and more. And Florida Door Solutions has a reputation for doing the job right the first time. Who do you think did the new doors at the Citrus Bowl? Get rid of those garage door blues. Home or business with Florida Door Solutions. Call them today at 866-FLA-DOOR or take a tour online at FLADOOR.com. Is this heaven? Close. It's a popka, home of Porky's Real Pit Barbecue. Try Porky's mouth-watering menu from succulent ribs to chicken and the Mac Daddy Burger, the Black Eyed Peas, Brunswick Stew. No one does barbecue and all the fixings like Porky's Real Pit Barbecue. For lunch, dinner, before or after the game. And if you're having a family reunion this summer, maybe a Little League banquet or office outing, everyone will love catering from Porky's. And don't forget Hump Day Wednesday and Bike Night Thursday. Grab the family and your appetite and head to Porky's. Real good, real southern, real pit barbecue. Downtown Apopka. Now is the time to get your roof fixed, and here is the deal. Half-price roof vouchers. No catch, no kidding. We have a limited number of half-price roof vouchers if your roof has a replacement value of over $10,000. Call 407-618-1760 to find out more. Call 407-618-1760 now to buy your half-price roof voucher if your roof has a replacement value of over $10,000. Half-price roof vouchers. No catch, no kidding. Call 407-618-1760. 60 now. They're stacking up that offense. Blocker takes it to the right. Touchdown, your blue guard. Daquan Ison with his first touchdown of the night, the first score for anybody. One of the reasons we can throw it pretty good is because we have good running game. Yeah, I don't think this game's ever going to be safe until the last second picks off. The Apopka Blue Darters will win the football game. This is a special Blue Darters Sports Central. Where are they now? The 2012 8A State Football Championship team. And now let's go out to the Mobile Sports Central Studios. Live from Charlie Granger's Hot Dogs, Brisket, and Barbecue in the Victoria Plaza. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Welcome back. We're at Charlie Granger's with the champions, the 2012 Apopka Blue Daughter State Football Champions. We've got a great group of champions with us now. Now we're going to go and reflect on that championship season. And, of course, I want to remind you our program is sponsored by our friends over at Florida Door Solutions, the original sponsor on 1520 WBZW, by Dr. Patrick St. Germain, and, of course, by Charlie Granger's, our brand-new sponsor for Apopka Blue Daughter Football in the fall and, of course, over the summer as well. Come on up and have lunch with the champions after the show at 12 noon. Well, we had some new champions join us. Uh, Dazzy, why don't you share your microphone here, and let's let's uh, see who we've got here now. I know I- Isaac Johnson has been here with us. Isaac, thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure. It was nice to be here. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you very and, much. And you're- My name is Jacob Rolson. All right, Jake Rolson. That's great. Yeah, I know you, but the listeners can't can't see you there, Jake. <laughs> and, and, and we've got no, Noah, Noah Johnson. Thanks for being. Thank you. Number fourteen, Noah Johnson. Thank you for being here. Great to see you coming to pay tribute to the to the guys. Well, Isaac, uh, we haven't spoken with you yet. I know you've uh, had some you know great successes since two thousand and twelve. Share with us what you're doing now, what you're about to embark upon. Well, as soon as I got out of high school, I started uh, working on my bachelor's degree over Lake Sumter, staying local, and I got my pilot's license because I know that's something I've always wanted to do. I just wanted to be a pilot, but I wasn't sure what to do with it. I knew God has a bigger calling on me, and I knew Apopka had a, 
a play in what in something bigger and something greater. I refuse to believe I went through something as extreme as a Popka High School just to be a civilian pilot. So I made the decision to do to challenge myself to do something harder, and I've decided to go join the Marine Corps and become an officer to go fly C-130s for the Marine Corps now. I think that'll uh, suffice in enough challenge uh, to compare to a Popka High School. Well, congratulations. We salute you. Thank you very much. Well, but I could, like you could do a better, uh, better calling. Pre- appreciate your commitment to keep us safe and free. Thank you very much. And risk your life to do it. Let's go to Jake Rolson. Uh, I graduated last year. I was a freshman on the 2012 state championship team. And uh, right now I am currently at Lake Sumter State College uh, pursuing an associate's degree. Uh, I plan to further my education at the University of Florida and eventually get a master's degree in computer science. Um, And I'm, I'm, I'm on my way. Well, thank you for being here, too. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and have Noah say a word as well. Noah Johnson. Um, I'm Noah Johnson. Uh, I was uh, part of the 2014 state championship team. You guys see my brother compete for the, and my friends compete in the 2012 state championship. It was a big year. I also attend Lake Sumter State College and uh, I'm pursuing a degree in uh, marine biology. also plan on joining the U.S. Navy to uh, be an officer and hopefully a master chief after 20-so years. <laughs> thank you. We salute you. Appreciate your efforts. and. Thank you for sharing your life and your goals, Noah Johnson. Now, I'd, I'd just like to go back J, uh, to Jake quickly, Jake Rolson. You know, I, it kind of got my attention that you, you were a freshman on that 2012 team. Tell us briefly uh, about your perception of these other guys, because I know a, one of the things that characterized that team was great leadership. In fact, that probably was the key to, to the whole thing. What was your perspective as a freshman, you know, seeing these these older guys, and what kind of relationship did you have with them? What kind of impact did they have on you? Well, uh they were great role models for me, and uh, I knew that you know when I came in to Apopka, I knew that I was going to have great role models and leaders. Um, my father was the defensive coordinator for the 2001 state championship team, so I already knew you know what to expect going in, coming in my freshman year. Um, and when I came in, these guys sitting around this table, they took me in as their own. They took me in under their wing. And uh, they taught me. They taught me what it meant to be an Apopka Blue Darter, how it meant, uh, what it really meant to have a brotherhood. Um, You know, and I'm very thankful for all of them. I'm thankful for the lessons they've taught me, not only in football, but in life. And uh, they are lifelong friends that I will have for the rest of my life. Thank you for being here to, to share about it. Let's go to. You almost Nel- made me cry, man. <laughs> now let's go back. We're sadly ra- rapidly running out of time, so we need to be a little, be a little brief on our answers. But got about twenty minutes, and I, two main questions I want to ask at this point, and I welcome any insights and thoughts from John too, John Perry. Obviously, I want to get you guys to reflect on that championship game, fifty-three to fifty victory over is it Cypress Bay, Cy- Cypress Bay. Uh, Got to be one of, if not the most exciting high school football playing ever played in Florida. Certainly the most exciting championship game, I would say. And uh, but then also there was a week uh, after the third game where we were one and two. We, you know, uh, Olympia got 500 yards against us, and uh, after going six and five the year before, here we are one and two. And I know from talking to other guys, you know, <laughs> uh, on that team, that was that was a, a crucial week in the history of, of, the, of your team and it was really the week where things were either going to go either go you know, north or they were going to go south 
and a lot of things happened that week that you know that that made it turn out like it did. But anyway, let's start with. Um, uh, let, but where, 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 I'll go to Dazzy. Where would you want to start? You want to start reflect on the championship game, or you want to, you want to reflect on the the week after Olympia? I'd say we need to start the week after. Well, <laughs> well, first I want to uh, say, um, the game the, when we beat Lake Brantley that was um, a big momentum factor for a popka football. Other than that, let me just interject real quickly. Yeah, because that was a game we lost to Dr. Phillips the first game. Mm-hmm. Zach Darlington got hurt, our quarterback. The we first were behind quarter of at, Lake Brantley. Yeah, game. we were behind at halftime of Lake Brantley. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, I'll, I'll just pick it up there to, sh- to share that yeah. with you. I mean, that was a very important game. You know, people don't really talk about that game and that 2012 season because because we because we won the state championship. But that second game of the season against Lake Brantley was a big momentum um, builder for us because that let us know we could do it, if you get what I'm saying. that After that game, I mean, that let us know we could do it. Like, I remember right now me and Coach D jumping up to with each other in that game. Like, that's how important that game was. Coach D don't jump up with nobody. <laughs> so... So he jumped up and hugged me after the late Brantley game, the second game of the season. That was in the state championship. So that just lets you know how important that game was for Popka football that year. That was a very important game. Other than it just being, that, you know, late Brantley, that was a rivalry game. Um, and we came out and won it. We, we didn't lose it. We came out and won it. And and that was a very important game. But the Olympia game, that game was just I don't even want I don't even like talking about that game. That game they they were but, but, but by the moment we're talking about the, the week at the week after the week, the week after the game. Of, some guys was, quit the team. It led, yeah, it, 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 it led right in the from, from, from what I understand, yeah, uh, it was, you know, that was a grueling week of practice. I call it I call I call that hell week. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much I pretty much it was like, Are you gonna buy in or you're you're gone? It was no in between. If you were thinking you want to play I might want to play for a no, you were going to be gone. Yeah. It was. It had to be everybody that was left on the um, team after that bye week yeah. I mean, were guys that were going to buy in because everybody else they were they were coming off like tree limbs. I mean, I want to say I want to say how many people after. I'm sorry. How, how, <laughs> how many people? How many people after? the Olympia game. I mean, we had to have lost 10 people. At least. Just At the least. middle of the season. just 10 to, it, 10 to 12. Yeah, just, just and and, and he wasn't just a, like attacking like young guys to quit, uh, sophomores to quit, juniors to quit. He was attacking anybody that had it was like it was bad coach, he was coach d right? i was i was started yeah i started for three years and he was trying to get get after me I do you want to be here or i wouldn't even say it was attacking i would say it's more of just holding people like calling people yeah, out, out calling people, people out look in the mirror people accountable and saying you know this is what's wrong right now we know it's you you need to fix it how are you going to approach the situation are you gonna are you gonna thrive or are you gonna Allow me to get in your head and you know quit. quit. Exactly. And what was the um thing called? We were, we had the seniors had to do every day. Senior leadership Senior training. Leadership. Yeah, yeah. So after what after after our three hour practices, we had to stay another for hour and a half. another hour. The seniors. Let's say hour. 
hour, hour yeah, something like that. We don't want to get nobody in trouble, so we're gonna say it was an hour. <laughs> so we had to stay. We had to stay. The statute of limitations might be yeah, running out. <laughs> we had to stay. We had to stay a little bit after, um, and do a little extra work. I'll say, a little extra work. Um, such as, such as uh, you know, a little, a little rolling in the dirt, a little bear crawling, a little, just a little, a whole also bunch of things. Yeah, a, a lot of things that 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 makes you rethink if you want to play football. But I mean, we all stuck together, and we knew that he was doing this because he wanted us to step up and lead. I mean, we were we were we were all a part of great teams like that that senior team. We were a part of that the team that um the team that lost in the um, semifinals to D-Land. Yeah. We were all freshmen that year, and we all moved up on that team. Yeah. We were all we got to see that team, those leaders on that team. Um, uh, we got to play with the next year team. We had Ian Speck and those kind of senior leaders. So we played with a whole bunch of guys. So we knew what leadership was, but he was trying to motivate us to use it. He knew he knew he knew we had it in our heart because we were we were around for those great teams. Like those were some good teams that didn't end up going to state, but. I mean, they were they were awesome teams, especially our freshman year team. I think that's one of the best teams yeah, in a in a pocket history. But I mean, they didn't go to state, so it's going to you know go go in the back burner. That the team with Rabbit and all those guys on it, Jeremy Gallon, yeah, all that all, all those guys. Yeah, no, but, I got one yeah, question. Yeah, okay, that week, the hell, the hell week after the lost Olympian, you, you guys are going one and two, and your you know, coaches putting you through it, you know, testing everybody. Why did you guys stay? Why did you guys? You know, a lot of guys chose to leave. Why did you choose to stay? Just for that same that is the reason I said we were around for the for the for the for the good the good the good of popcorn football. So we had that in the back of our mind. We didn't want to let because like me and me and um, Gary, like I had a brother that was on the 2010 team. So um, he was a senior on that team. We we cried together after the game when they lost to D Land in the semifinals right at Roger Williams Field. So I mean I was a part of that. That that's that's so it's not I'm not just. Stand on the team for me. At this point, it's it's more than me. It's bigger than me. It's about a pocket football, and it's about the tradition that that a pocket football holds. So that's all I was thinking about. Because if it was just for me, me mentally at that time, I, I mean, I, I couldn't I couldn't stand what we were going through by myself. We were doing it together. Let's go, to Garrett. Why, why did you stay, Garrett Speck? Um, you know, I can tell you why I stayed. Look at the guys around the table. That's all it really needs to be said. And, you know when. When when things are when things are happening, you got people that are rely on you, and you rely on other people. That's what really comes down to. Not, it becomes more than about not about yourself, more about the team. And I, everybody at this table grasped that concept. Everybody at this table knew exactly how to how to become a part of the bigger picture of of what is a pop of football. And that's that's honestly the, the answer I have. That's the best answer. We want to get Jared Blocker in on this too, but right now I want to go to the other, another senior leader, Dion Loman. Why did you stay? Well, to be honest, like Jared just said, the brotherhood and you know, it's sixty brothers one heartbeat. And I remember me and Dad just saying, as a freshman, we was going to win the state championship. So you know, I always had that in the back of my head, like you know, this could be the year, you know, that that we really do this. And I have um, an uncle. Back in the days, his name was Michael Loman. He um he was a very great football player, and like he was saying, they had great teams and nobody couldn't do it. And mm-hmm. I'm the only one in my family that that, that has than us. won um a state championship, and they believed in us. Like he said, like we went one and three, well one and two at the beginning of the year, and we ended up winning twelve straight. 
and winning the state. So, you know, I, I always had that, that, that drive that I wanted to win the state championship. Not, not only for my family, but for the for the team, of course. So that's yeah, why I Let's go to Jerick Blocker. Jerick, can, can you share your thoughts of that, that week after the Olympia? Um, yes, sir. Uh, pretty much after that week, um, no one really cared about football. But most of the guys that were, that was on the team, I mean, we've been playing with each other since, uh, I mean, 2006, Pop Warner Ball. And, I mean, we, we've had way worse situations where, you know, um, we just had to overcome adversity and overcome what the situation but based on, you know, um, the the coaching staff really, you know, willed us in to, you know, he knew the coaching staff knew who was going to stay and who was going to leave. Um, it was all about who was going to stay and put the work in, who was going to stay and, um, you know, be accountable. So I think um, we stayed. I mean, once um, Zach Donaldson got hurt, um, I mean, Taylor Cox stepped up tremendously. Um, a couple guys just started to step up. I mean, the Bevels, Dazzy with the O-line, I mean, Everyone stepped up because we knew we was in a situation. If, if we don't win no games, you know, we ain't finna walk around school without, you know, without um, winning any games. So once we stayed and we started winning, walking around school was, you know, it was the best because, we, you know, we was actually winning and um, we won out. So, I mean, I stayed because I knew that if I stayed, I would become a champion. And um, that's, what, that's what happened. So... I'm glad I did. I'm glad I, I, I got the relationship we had with the coaches and the players. Thank you. For now, now we're in our waiting minutes, and I'd just like to go around. I'll go quickly around to you guys, and I want to get your personal recollections of the 2012 state championship game, that thrilling 53-50 to 50 victory over Cypress Bay. We'll start with Dazzy. Um. Uh, I don't know if it's still the case, but they say that's one of the best state championship games that was played in, um, well, now the Camping World Stadium, but Citrus Bowl at it the is. time. Uh, so is. if that's still the case, then that that's, that, that kind of uh, summarized that up. But just a little bit about the game. I mean, we were going back and forth with them. Uh, personally, um, I, I the whole game, I didn't think they were they were – they were as good as us, but they were sticking around with us. Like they weren't, they weren't, um, they weren't um, falling down. They they were coming back. We were hitting them with a touchdown. They were hitting us right back with a touchdown. So um, it, it was definitely a a, a, a a difficult game. But in the beginning of the game, we just got so 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 crunk and so we. I broke a locker in um in the Citrus Bowl when we were when we were beating on the locker before the game. Um, I broke a locker and I just knew it, the passion that we had. I just I just knew it was no way for us to uh, lose this game. I mean, everybody just seemed seemed so confident. I mean, when we got down in the game, um, on that last drive that was really important. Um. When we, the way we entered the field, I'm talking about as the offense. We entered the field with, like we knew we were going to score. Like I don't care what kind of defense y'all bring. I don't care what kind of coverage y'all cover want to cover cover our guys with. I don't care what blitzes y'all calling. We finna score. We gonna score no matter what. It don't. It didn't matter what. We was finna score that drive. It was what fourth and two, and we had to get a first down and um. Fourth and three, and we had to get that first down, and we got it. It was, it was just, it, it was easy. I mean, if you can get what I'm saying, in our minds, it, it didn't look easy on the field, obviously, but in our minds, everybody was on the same page. We were going to get this first down. We was going to get that touchdown, and then we knew we was going to get our defense on the field, and 
they was gonna close out the game. And and I, I just remember right now when um when we were coming back on the field and coach uh, I looked at Coach Z, you know, with a kind of look like, hey man, that we down right now. Coach Z looked at me right in my eyes. He, we talk about this all the time. He was like, we're gonna win. He said just like that. In a, in a in that hostile of a moment, he looked me right in my eyes like, Dazzy, we finna win. Just calmly said it. That we're gonna win. We're we're down. We're down in the state championship with 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 not t- too much time on the clock. And he just looks at me. We're gonna win. We're gonna win. Great great insights. And just to, I'll go go to Jeffrey Blocker quickly. We're down to a few minutes now, but I do want to yeah just to, for those who weren't don't know the backstory. We led the whole game, and then uh, Cypress Bay scored with maybe about four minutes left yeah. to take the lead after we led the whole game. And that's that's the scenario in the final few minutes. But, Jerry, could you, in just uh, maybe a minute or so, could you share with us y- y- your recollections? Uh, my recollections. maybe that last um, drive. Oh, of that last drive, I mean, we just we just did it. I mean, it's, it's really nothing, nothing you know, special about it. Um, we just played hard-nosed football to the end. And, and I know for a fact that, when we needed to play, I was blessed and able to, you know, get first down. I was blessed and able to, you know, help lead my team to the state championship. And um, and one memory was uh, on that fourth and I think it was like fourth and two, fourth and three. Um, you know, Coach Dawson decided to call my play, decided to call my number. So, uh, you know, I felt like the game was in my hand at that point. I should have scored, but I got the first down. Most importantly, Daniel Cox knocked it in. So. Um, my reflection of that game is just all the hard work you put in and all the rain and sweat and tears, it just all paid off by three points. And I think um, with uh, Brett Wilson uh, making that field goal before halftime and, yeah, you know, some of the guys just uh, staying humble and staying, you know, most of the younger guys, you know, their eyes were wide open. But us, us teams, we were, you know, our, our nose was in the dirt. Making mistakes, we were playing hard, full speed, and, um, State championship was awesome, and I, and I think the teams that came after us, they, they felt that in the locker room. They seen our photos. They see that, you know, that guru mentality of, you know, we go win. And I think, you know, just just being able to be a part of it and, and being able to be from a popular. And I, I just want to say thanks to Rakeem Smith for, you know, catching that interception <laughs> and, um, and, you know, winning the game for us. Yeah, we got to mention him. He couldn't be here today. We was, we invited him, but Rakeem Smith sealed the whole deal after you got, the offense drove the ball down. They still had about a minute, a minute and a half Slowest to five go. Seconds and um, <laughs> they drove it all the way down with their tall receiver, and Rakeem Smith intercepted the ball in the end zone. So. Me and Zach Darlington did not watch no def- the whole defensive series. <laughs> we, we were on a knee praying the whole time. We did not watch not one of those plays. All I seen was people screaming. I still, I never seen that play live, and I was on the sideline. I seen it on tape, but ne- never live. And we, all I seen was people running, and I said, "We must have won. We won. We won." <laughs> we got about two minutes. Let's go to. Uh, to I'd like to get Garrett and Dion's. I was gonna say you heard you heard the offense opinions first. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you were a hundred seventy pound <laughs> linebacker up against a three hundred pound oh, center. Man. What first, was that game like for you? Uh, first of all, that offensive line was the best offensive line I will ever face. Other than us. Ever, ever. Yeah, besides the ones that I would go against every day in practice. Okay, appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, especially that game. God, they were so they were so good. Um, 
But yeah, we were, you know, they got us on our heels. We we couldn't we couldn't stop that old line. Yeah. They, Wait, they had that big tall receiver. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know that the him and you know, But the thing is that going into that game, going into that game, the QB had 200 yards the whole season of passing and had over 300 in the in the game. Yeah. That that wide receiver had never did nothing like that. He had he had 11 catches the whole year and then has 10 catches in you know the state, state championship. Game, yeah. State yeah, well, championship. Well, those guys were stepping up too. That's why it was yeah, such no, a great game. Yeah, yeah. It was unbelievable. It was, it was Two uh, champions, uh, iron, you know, steel sharpening steel. Let's go to Dion Lowen. Pretty much, yeah, that interception. That that was the most memorable moment of the game. And Raheem then, Smith, yeah. yeah and oh then when, when Trey had came in and was on the other side uh, playing defense, him he had that huge sack too. Glad he missed course. the sack. Yeah, I was like, good job, Trey. That, that reminded <laughs> me of the old days when we used to play freshman ball, and both of us used to be on east end of the line. So you know. Trey Hendrickson, yeah, we, he, he couldn't be here, of course, obviously, but oh, yeah, he was a tree, man. huge part of that team, and he's uh, going to go on to be drafted by the New York Saints. Well, well John Perry, we've got Knowledge. less than two minutes to end the show. I think an appropriate way to end the show would be to, to, to have you share your recollections. Well, gosh, as, as somebody who grew up like you, Roger, watching Apopka football, and uh, these guys don't appreciate some of the, uh, especially the 1960s, and I know that's literally ancient history. Yeah, we, we don't need to tell them, we don't need but, to tell them but, about but that. But those of us who grew up watching <laughs> that as Apopka of football, you know, there was the two and eight and one and nines, and you know, my senior year, I was in the band, guys. I didn't even play football, and and, and we were a tougher band than they are now. <laughs> but but seriously, we got beat seventy nine to six one game. Whoa! Yeah, it was thirty one nothing in the first quarter. It reminded me of y'all playing Cypress Creek or somebody like that. Um, it. So, anyway, bottom line is the appreciation that these guys, you know, they grow up and, and they see nothing but success. And it's, it's, uh, it all comes back to a, a belief and a system and, and buying in, as Dazzy said, you know. Uh, I, I think of Dazzy and I think of Clink Clink Lockdown, you know, and all the, the, the pregame yeah. stuff and, and everything that was on the videos and whatnot. And, and, and these guys, and, and they talked about the field goal that Brett Wilson had right before halftime in that state championship game. Rakeem Smith's, you know, and think about Trey's play against Dr. Phillips, you know, the, the busting the doors down. Uh, and Jevrick's play against Dr. Phillips. And absolutely, and Jevrick's run on, right that, between on that fourth and three, you know. So uh, just memories upon memories. We, we and could go on forever. And, and, and just such a great we, time. Well, well, thank you, John. Thanks, Pete Paquette, for great production. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Celebrating 50 years as Apopka's hometown station. 1520 WBZW. Apopka Orlando. Community events, financial news, weather, traffic, and more. A service service of Salem Media Group. This is the Mosin Mortgage Program with Sarah Mosin. Mosin Mortgage is licensed in several states for residential and commercial purchases and refinancing. Call 800-662-9550. And now, here's your host, Sarah Mosin. It's Friday, folks. Great to be back here again. How are you, Pete? Sarah, I'm doing great. It is Friday. You said the magic word. Yeah, the word of the day is Friday. Glad you said it, too, because, folks, that means we're on the cusp of the weekend. And uh, always love the weekends here in Central Florida. But it's time to talk about money. It's time to talk about your future and saving money. And no better person to do that with than with Sarah here on the Mosin program. So 1-800-662-9550 is the way that you can connect with Sarah. Uh, Sarah, let's jump right in. You've got some great topics for us to talk about today. Let's start it off with those jumbo loans. 
Right, jumbo loans. I mean, literally anything over 417000 for the loan amount is a jumbo loan. So it's quite amazing how high the rates are once you're above that mark. Usually rates are 6 7 8%, so you're paying almost double. Ooh. And uh, so I've said, folks... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.